Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the Football Story podcast. Today, Twig and I will be doing our Continental Europe update, talking about, obviously, the big five leagues, and we'll touch on some of the other bigger leagues in Europe as well. So how's it going, Twiggy? Yeah, good. Um, obviously, like, a bit of a weird year for football, um, and that's kind of served up some interesting kind of... Uh, I guess, positions on the ladder for some teams um, in the big five leagues. So, yeah, looking forward to, uh, yeah, having a chat and seeing what's going on around the continent. Yeah, certainly just when we were, like, you know, doing some of our notes for this, um, you just see, like, teams that you would usually think would be in the top two or three. They're in, like, the bottom half of their league. So it's really interesting. This yeah, it's a, it's a big chance for some of these smaller or, or less successful clubs to really have a tilt at a title challenge. Um, squad depth going to be super important. Injuries, um, which I, you know, I'm sure is triggering you as a Liverpool fan. But um, shall, we, shall we start with the Premier League? I mean, um, yeah, four, four teams kind of um, up kind of at the top um, doing quite well. Um, Tottenham, surprise leaders maybe. Yeah, I think at the moment they've probably got the, the two best players in the Premier League in Harry Kane and, and Hyung Min Son. So they've been ultra impressive, obviously, on the weekend, um, beating Manchester City 2-0. Their next five or six games are, are pretty tough as well. I know they've got Liverpool. I think they might have Chelsea in there, Crystal Palace away. And they um, are managing Europa, which is not an yeah. easy um, task to manage. No, so that's another thing. But... You know, Mourinho's sort of proving the doubters wrong thus far. It is only, what is it, 10 matches into the season? Yeah, I think nine. Nine, yep. nine or 10 matches into the season. Um, but yeah, I think we talked about it when we did our um, Premier League predictions um, episode a c- probably a couple months back. And we talked about how much depth they had. And that's probably proving to be one of their biggest assets at the moment, I think. Yeah, and I remember when we did the predictions, I was a bit skeptical about Chelsea. I thought they might need a season to click, but I don't Same. know. Timo Werner, um, Hakim Ziyech, um, Ben Chilwell. Uh, they just, I don't know. Like they're not defensively like that sort. I think Edward Mendy also plays a big part in why they're doing so well. Um, but they are definitely, you know, you would say at the, at the minute are, are going to be title challenges. You'd think. Yeah. I think it's really hard. Cause like, I think it's a bit too early to write off teams like city. They are like, they're sitting 13th. Um, they've got a game in hand. And I think if they were to win that, they're only five points behind. So really, that's not that much with with City squad depth. But yeah, it doesn't look like teams like Tottenham, you know, Liverpool, we should hopefully get a few players back this week, which will help. Um, but yeah, I was similar to you. I thought I thought Chelsea would definitely need a season to, to gel, I guess, because I think they probably brought at least five players into their starting 11. Yeah. But it seems to be clicking and Lampard seems to be doing a, a pretty good job. Although, have they, I don't know, what's their like strength of schedule been so far? I know they've played Liverpool, but I'm pretty sure other than that, they've played teams like Burnley and, and well, they drew with Southampton. Yeah, they played that Brighton. One. Yeah, look, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they did get off to a slightly slow start, or at least Timo Werner did. Um, but they've got depth, which is another good thing, you know, for them. They've got strength um, in their attacking options. Um, obviously, Tammy Abraham scoring on the weekend. They've still got Olivier Giroud. Um, so 
that's something that they've got um, going in their favor. I guess as well in that sense, Leicester have have built some really good depth over the summer. Um, Cengiz Unda um, coming in, Dennis Pratt um, and and Wisdana. Fana, yep. Um, so they look like you know a team that I don't know. They just seem to be like always a hard team to beat. Like every week, they're just a hard team to beat. And I know Liverpool did beat them and Leicester were pretty poor on the weekend. Yeah, but they were. They are going to be in and around. Like you, you wouldn't write Leicester off. No, I think at the moment, they're probably, they're, they're clearly the fourth best team at the moment. Um, obviously, United and City struggling, the two Manchester teams. Arsenal can't score a goal to save their lives at the moment. No. Um, but, you know, uh, teams like Aston Villa are, you know, they, they made some really good signings um, in the offseason. We talked about Ollie Watkins, Ross Barkley. Um, well, I mean, Jack Grealish has just become a, a fantastic yeah. player as well. I mean, it's not he's not a new signing, but he has he's taken got, it up another level. He has. Um, Villa, obviously, Everton um, in and amongst it. What about at the other end of the table, though? Like, are you surprised by um, how poorly Sheffield United have started? Yeah, they always talk about, you know, the the second season syndrome, but from what I saw last season, I didn't think that would be You just be thought the they case. were yeah. Yeah, they had two like they were too good to like be what is it one point after nine games? Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think they'd like kick on and, you know, make Europa or or make Champions League or anything, but I thought they'd be probably between 10th and 13th or something along those lines, but and you know, especially when Obviously, they lost Henderson, and that was a big, big. I was going to say, is it too simple to say Dean Henderson? Dean Henderson, <laughs> like, got them that position. I don't know. Like, he was just sensational last year, and I, I'm not saying Ramsdale's a bad keeper, but they just don't have that same solidity. No, and I, was, I think that was one of the big, like, um, assets to their game last season. That there's, they were just solid. They were hard to beat. I mean, I remember Liverpool beat them only because. Henderson made his one yeah. mistake of the season. His literal one mistake of the season. But, I mean, there must be spewing. Like, Henderson's not playing. He's sitting on the bench at Man United, which is another team that we could talk about who are just blowing hot and cold um, and seem to only score from, what, 12 yards. Um, yeah. I mean, David De Gea seems to be the only player in form now. And then they've they've got Dean Henderson and Sergio Romero not playing. So... Sheffield must be kicking themselves that, that Dean Henderson hasn't gone back and is like their number one now. And I reckon Henderson himself would probably be a bit disappointed. Um, you know, well, you would be. He'd I want mean, to be playing week in, week out. And a team that, you know, took him on loan last year, he probably hates seeing it like them struggle, obviously. Well, and like he knows that he could be the starting keeper at Euros, but that's not going to happen if he's not playing. So it is. No. It's that's disappointing for him, I think, personally. Um so they probably will take, uh, I mean, you, you'd assume Pickford will be the starter there. Um, speaking of Everton, obviously someone we probably have to mention is um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, are you surprised by that? Like we've, we've always known he's a, like a good player, but did you think he could turn out a goal return like he has so far? No, I, I didn't think he'd score 10 goals in, in nine matches. Um, obviously Everton have, been much improved this season, um, a lot more consistent. They've, you know, they've drawn with Liverpool. They've beaten other big teams. Um, but yeah, I think I think you you might have mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. You thought he was more a bit not 
a bit of a one trick pony as in like, you know, heels his hold up play or he'd score from a header sort of, but you know, this season he just seems to be, I guess when you're in form, you're in form. And when you've got players like Hummers Rodriguez and, and Richarlison around. Well, you, that's it. I mean, I don't want to, I don't think maybe I'm not sure what words are used, but I think being a one trick pony is okay. If your trick is really good and yeah, his trick exactly is scoring right. goals. So like, you know, it, he does have great service and maybe that's what's been lacking, but you still got to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, no, he's pretty clinical in front of goal. So um, yeah, he's probably in the, the top four or five players in the Prem right now, especially if you're the top goal scorer, you're one of the best players. So yeah, obviously he's probably been... Son Jung Min, probably we've, we've spoken about is probably the best player um, in the league at the moment. Um, obviously yeah, him most... and Harry Kane, I reckon. Yeah. I think, I think, I think together they're just fantastic. I think as well, um, Hjoyberg, I never know how to pronounce that. Yeah, I mean, the Holbjerg or something. Holbjerg, he's been fantastic. Um, so there, there is there has been some, and, and obviously Timo Werner's um, starting to really pick up form, and I think he can be a top striker in the league once he does. Um, so what's what, what are you looking out for over the next, you know, we're going into that really hectic um, sort of December Christmas period. Yeah. What's I think the, the big things for me are probably if Tottenham can sustain it. Yeah. Because if, um, you know, a lot of people, even on Facebook and stuff, are going, oh, you know, they're going to bottle it like always. There's always that. Um, I think, you know, as a Liverpool supporter, hopefully getting Salah back, Thiago, and Henderson this weekend, that's huge for us. Yeah. Because we only had one of our starting back four, one of our starting midfielders. And obviously, Fabinho was still on the pitch, but he was playing out of position and we didn't have Salah. And we still played really well. Um, so I think that. And if Chelsea, once they play some bigger teams, can yeah. they can they knock them off? Um, yeah. I think that's the big thing. I think at the moment, I think it's out of those three to see who wins the Premier League. I'm yeah. not riding off Leicester, but their performance on the weekend was pretty... Di- they just literally try to play a long ball to Vardy every yeah. time. And they were disappointing, yeah. Yeah, they were. Um. Okay, let's move across onto the continent, um, to the, the Spanish league. Um, what do you reckon? We're going to have a, a, a slightly um, a different winner than well, usual. It's cra- well, it's crazy. I didn't realize, I mean, I knew Barcelona was struggling, but I did not think they were 13th. Um, yeah, but to it's be not fair, good. Every time you check, it, they basically draw every game at the moment. Yeah, and they've lost to the two Madrids. So they are, yeah. they are really struggling. Yeah, I mean, Real Sociedad on top with, with 23 points. Um, Atletico's only three points behind, but they do have two games in hand. But It makes you think, though, you know, did, did Man City let David Silva go too early to see him go to La Liga and just, like, turn up? Well, obviously, some of the viewers would remember Michael Dooney from um, the first couple of months, and he was literally talking about it last week, saying... Or he's actually probably said it for a month now that they're missing David Silva's creativity because it was always Manchester City could score goals um, and they couldn't defend. And now they can defend, but they can't score goals. And I don't know if it's it's as simple as um, David Silva, but he seems to be playing quite well at his age in still one of the best two or three leagues in the world. It'd be interesting to see if um, Sociedad can keep this up. Obviously, they've um, got Mikel, or are you going to be able to pronounce this? Uh, I think it's more like Oithabayal or, or yeah, yeah, he's been he's he's a regular for Spain now and um he's been playing really well 
Um, I'm really enjoying Atletico Madrid season. Um, obviously on 20 points, two games in hand. I mean, it's no secret. I have a bit of a soft spot for them, but... Um, Jao Felix in particular. Yeah, and I have been harping on him uh, about him for a while, but... Um, he's starting to prove it. He's he starting is to really it. starting to prove it. Um, and coming off a big win on the weekend, beating Barcelona, um, to Stegen having an absolute brain fade, um, letting Carrasco... Carrasco, you know, yeah. Score a, an open goal from sort of 40 yards out. Um, what's happening at Real Madrid, though? Because it's not just Barcelona that are struggling. I mean, Real Madrid is still on 17 points, but it doesn't like it doesn't seem like everything is going smoothly there. No, I, I to be fair, I haven't actually watched a, a Madrid match for, for probably three or four weeks now. But, yeah, it just it just seems really interesting. I think... I mean, they still have basically all of the team other than Bale from last season and Bale didn't even play. So, um, I don't know. Have you have you watched any of their matches? or? or yeah, I've seen a bit of, of Madrid. Obviously, I saw the Classico and, the, and they won the Classico. But I just... When, when Ramos doesn't play, they're, they're, they're really not as good. Yeah. No. Um, Hazard, I, I think it's more... I think with Madrid, it's finding the best team. I don't think Zidane knows his best team. Um, he's got four great midfielders that he's... Yeah, I was about to say the, they've got four good midfielders. But he only can pick three. Um, he seems to mostly get that right. I think he just doesn't know his front three. Um, usually Benzema's playing, but he's picked Jovic a bit. Jovic hasn't done anything. Um, obviously, they've got Asensio, Rodrigo... Um, Hazard, Vinicius, Vinicius Junior. I just, I just think he's probably made poor selection decisions, um, and they just let in sloppy goals, especially when Ramos isn't playing. So, I, I think they're going to be okay. Um, yeah. But the the danger is that that going into Christmas they're going to be, you know, ten points behind an Atletico or Associate because Atletico have the depth now. Um, and they have that superstar that they have probably lacked since Griezmann left. Um, so we'll, we'll see. And, and all three of them are obviously balancing European competitions as well. So, it, look, it'd be a great story if um, Sociedad won. I'm sceptical they'll be able to hold on. But, hey, like, crazier things have happened in football. Yeah, I, I think at the, at the end of the season, it'll probably be between the two Madrid teams. Um, yeah, I don't know if Sociedad can maintain it. I mean, I'd I'd love them to to maintain it. it would be a great story. Um, and Villarreal, who we haven't talked about, also they're, they're in third position. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, just don't. That'd know been really they, good. Danny yeah, Parejo um, moving there from Valencia to his uh, to the the rival of his his kind of club for twenty years. Um, yeah, was a Kubo playing there. Um, and and Paco Sen- Alcas here. Yeah, and Santi Cathola um, still doing extremely well there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But yes, I, I would agree in saying that probably the Madrid teams are, yeah, are, are going to be the ones fighting it out for the title. And that's going to lead to it. two very important games when those two come up against each other. Yeah, the Madrid derbies definitely this season could be the uh, the difference between the two teams. Um. So we move down a little bit um, and across um, the continent to Italy. Yeah, this um, this one's been really 
really interesting so far. I don't think many people predict this. Um, you must be quite happy with how the the current. I actually, I actually are... think I, I actually think I tipped Milan to win the La League, uh, to win the Serie A in our. Uh, predictions a couple did you, of... did you predict them to win the whole I mean I know I think you probably expected them to do better than um, I did um, yeah I might have just said it as as a biased well I wouldn't say I'm a massive supporter but but I do like Milan and I try to watch their games um, apart from when they're playing Liverpool in 2005 yeah I don't like them in 05 and 07 but other than that I mean, I think I talked about him in the last two or three weeks, but how good is Zlatan Ibrahimovic? We, yeah, it's crazy. We, we often are messaging each other about him because it, you you see that Milan's playing and, and like either I'm watching them or I'll be on my phone and checking the scores. And every time I see Milan score a goal, I'm like, surely it's not Zlatan. <laughs> like surely someone else is going to start chipping in. And you click on the game every time and it's Zlatan. And he's 39. We're not talking about, you know, David Silva going to La Liga at 34 and Wayne Rooney playing for Derby at 34. And he's 39. Like, this is getting... You actually did it the other day when you were like, oh, Zlatan. You might have said, like, Zlatan's oh, taking the, the piss here or something. And my phone wouldn't update. And I was watching Liverpool. So I'm like, oh, surely it's not him again. And then you said it again. And I'm like, he can't have scored two goals. But he yeah, just scores he... goals. He just does, and he and he scored the the, and this is with him also missing quite a few. He's missed two penalties. So he's missed two penalties, and he missed two matches with no. He's, I think he's missed three penalties, two matches with COVID, and he scored ten goals in eight or nine matches. Um, is this? He scored I mean, both goals in the in the yeah. in the Milan derby. He scored two goals against Napoli. He scores big goal. He scored the that oh. sort of half bicycle kick goal. He probably can't bicycle kick at 39 anymore, but a couple of weeks ago in the 87th or 83rd minute to win a match, he is just so good. Uh, uh, it's, it is a bit ridiculous. My my worry is that do Milan want to be relying so much on a 39-year-old? I mean, we have that we had that same debate with our national team and like Tim Cahill. It's like, well, if Tim Cahill's the only one scoring goals, well, that's great for the time being, but is that then going to leave a big hole afterwards yeah i don't know i think they obviously they had piotek probably a season and a half ago or even last season and he was really good but in the end he moved to the bundesliga i think they yeah. obviously have players like rafael liao who's still pretty young ante rebic tonali still... hasn't really done much do you know about is he just not fit or yeah i don't know obviously he's still 20 years old and he'll probably have to learn to play at, at you know at a big club like Milan, um, I know uh, Kessie in the midfield has played really really well. I remember uh, last year I think they were potentially going to sell him, but he's probably one of the Kessie best. is a good player, isn't he? Yeah, he's very very good, and and you know they've still got good players like Donnarumma, um, Theo Hernandez at left back, yeah, Romagnoli, yeah, Romagnoli, yeah. But I think I think it's probably going to be between them and Juventus. Um, I wouldn't rule Napoli out yet. I mean, I know that, that Milan just did beat Napoli, but they had been really exciting in the first couple of weeks. Um, Lozano kicking into gear a bit. Um, obviously, Mertens and Insigne, like an evergreen. Um, yeah. Koulibaly. They can't seem to decide on a goalkeeper, but that's okay. Um, and, 
yeah, obviously Juve. Um, I mean, we talk, I, I feel like in four years, we'll, we're going to be talking about Cristiano Ronaldo the same way that we're talking about Zlatan now, because <laughs> they just don't seem to be slowing down. And it, 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 to be honest, it's just like waking up and, and seeing that these two guys have scored. It just, it, I don't know. It just puts a smile on your face that, that like these, these two greats of the game are just, you know, they're not going away yet. No. And yeah, like I said the other morning, like I almost laughed at my phone when I saw that Ibrahimovic had scored like two goals again. Like it's just crazy. We've said it so many times, but we thought when he went a few years ago to the, to the LA galaxy, that it was over in terms of playing again in a massive, um, at at a massive club, like AC Milan is one of the biggest clubs in the world. They might not be the powerhouse that they used to be, but they are one of the biggest clubs in the world. But he's putting them back on the map, isn't he? Because it's not like people were looking um, that avidly and looking at the Milan results every week. And now every time Milan's playing, I'm glued to my phone. You know, I'm like, I'm passionate about that club again. Um, Yeah, it's really cool. You know, so so seventh of January, you've you've earmarked as as the Milan v Juve game. Who? Uh, it's obviously a long way away, and a lot of things to ha- a lot of water under the bridge. But um, Milan v Juve, who's going to win that matchup on the seventh of Jan? I would I would love for, for Milan to win, but I, I remember at the end of, I think it was at the end of last season where they had the the Coppa Italia semi final, I believe, and yeah. Um, Juve won, like, I think they scored, like, an 85th-minute penalty or something. Like, they just I think always it was on away goals, of, wasn't it? In the end, I think, yeah. Yeah. But they always seem to sort of have the edge. But this year, Milan are probably a, a, a bit more improved team. I would love for Milan to win, but I really wouldn't be surprised if Juventus won because I feel like even last season, they had a few, a few title challenges because, you know, the Serie A now has six or seven really good teams. Yeah. Um. And you thought, oh, maybe Juve won't win it this year. But in the end, other teams failed and, and they yeah. ended up winning. So it's always hard to tell. Yeah. Obviously, Roma as well doing well. And I think we also need to give a shout out to Sassuolo. For, they're second at the moment, are they? They're second and they, they are one of three teams along with Milan and Juventus who have not lost a game yet. Yeah. So um, always good to see clubs that we don't usually see at the top up the top. Um, that's not really the case uh, moving across to Germany. Um, probably the teams you'd expect um, to be up the top, but it, it seems to be shaping up to be a, a, a quite a decent title race in Germany. Yeah, much more even than um, maybe some years past. I think last year in the first half, Dortmund were actually maybe three or four, five points ahead of Bayern, but in the end that they fell yep. away. Um, but yeah, obviously teams like Bayer Leverkusen and Leipzig are, you know, within one or two points of, of Bayern Munich. So yeah, it, it is shaping up to be to be a quite a good um, title race. I just love watching Erling Haaland play. Like he's he's got every finish in the book. I, I might have said it before, but he well, genuinely he does. does. And the four goals in in what was it thirty minutes? Yeah, four goals in yeah, just over thirty minutes. I think. I think like. Obviously, the title race is, you know, we're following, but almost more interesting is who's going to win the golden boot. Is it going to be Erling Haaland and Levendo- or Lewandowski? Because they seem to be the most two in- informed strikers in the world at the moment. Um, obviously, in the Classica, they both scored, um, and they just both seem to score every week. I mean, it like they're just goal machines. Machines, yeah. yeah. I-, I just love watching Haaland play. I, I think... 
He has like his movement off the ball. I've never seen it. I don't think I've ever seen a player move off the ball. Like he does like his runs to get in between the lines and he's, he's a crafty finisher. Like he can finish. He, he finishes at the front post when he needs He's shot across the goalie. Like you can't save him. He, he's got the same like will to win and will to score that, that you see with Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I was about to say he, he sort of reminds me of, of Ronaldo just in, Except he I don't actually, know. He's, he actually celebrates when his teammates score, but but you know. Yeah, he's a, he's a better bloke than Ronaldo, probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> obviously, I was I was a bit surprised that Leverkusen were doing this well, um, losing Kai Havertz, who really pulled all the strings for them. Um, but they're th- sitting third. Lucas Alario scored seven goals. Uh, Leipzig as well, losing Timo Werner. We thought maybe in our when we did our predictions that yeah. maybe they would struggle, but they. Seem to be doing um, pretty well. Union Berlin, that we've spoken a little bit about on the podcast, in fifth place. Not really known for their football, more for their fans. But Has um, Karius been playing? Uh, I don't know. I would assume so, um, but I, have, I, I would need to check that. Um, <laughs> looking at the other end of the table, um, Schalke. Uh, no wins, I think in eight or nine match days. Uh, minus 15 goal difference. David Wagner uh, out the door um, and Colm. So they're two pretty big clubs um, in the relegation zone. And it was not um, not too long ago we were seeing Schalke in the Champions League. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember that match. I'm pretty sure Huntelaar might have scored three or four goals at the Bernabeu, maybe. Or, yeah. or maybe they just, as a team, scored four goals. And I think they might have drawn four all or something. I think Sane was very young. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what was it, two seasons ago where Sane went back to Schalke and scored that incredible free kick? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they're probably going to go down. We also tipped Hoffenheim to be doing quite well. Um, and as soon as we tipped them to do quite well, they um, completely fell off the away. cliff. My my worry with Bayern, and, and um, I know it, it's a bit trivial, Bayern. We look at that, I mean, they've probably got the best squad in Europe. Um, but I don't know. That Joshua Kimmich injury, to me, is a big one. Um, they've got replacements all, almost all over the pitch. But for me, Kimmich sews them all together, and they looked pretty poor on the weekend. Um do you think it is going to be close between Bayern and Dortmund um, the whole way? Also, just wanted to let our listeners know that Nicky's wearing a lovely retro Bayern jersey, which you can't see. But what year is that? 95-96. Okay. I don't, I don't even like Bayern Munich. I just love the jersey. I'm the a jersey Dortmund man. Cool. Yeah, Google that jersey. Um, <laughs> uh, my, yeah, my question, do you, do you think it is going to be um, – do you think Dortmund are going to be able to keep up? I feel like I, I say this every year, obviously not on the podcast, but that I really want them to, to keep it up. But it just seems like every year they can't. But I don't know. I have a, I have a sneaky feeling that maybe this year, especially, you know, like you just mentioned, like Bayern having an they injury need to back, a key don't player. They? Yeah, well, yeah, probably. Um, probably you know, they, they, they kept Sancho. Harlan's just taking his game to another level. I it's always, their, it's always their defense. It's always their defense. That's yeah. the in question. Yeah. And they just can't decide on a number one keeper. They keep changing in hits and Berkey, but we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, we will. Are we going to see a different uh, league un 
winner, Nick, do you think? Um, obviously, PSG have won sort of, what is it, eight out of the last nine. Um, yep, is there any Monica. stopping Mbappe and PSG? It's going to be hard, isn't it? It is. I think when you've got yeah Mbappe and Neymar, probably two of the best, two of the best 10 players in the world um, on the same team, it's just, it's hard. Um, they obviously did, start slow and they were down in like 14th at one point or something i'm pretty sure but yeah now obviously top of the table and they could have gone they could have gone five points clear if they won on on the weekend but they lost to monaco squandered a two-goal lead yeah to lose three two um yeah i think they're going to be too strong what do you think yeah look i i think they will be um it was a good game on the weekend but yeah over you know, 38 weeks, like, I, I don't see anyone stopping them. Um, Lil doing well, Leon doing well, um, even Renan Marseille doing well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kylian Mbappe, it, like, it would seem a bit silly to say it, but I feel like has gone up another level this season. I, I feel like, or, or am I just, like, is this what he just does? Like, I don't I don't know, because he, he nine goals already... Um, his league record with PSG is nuts. 83 goals in 93 league games um, as a what? As the, as a 21-year-old. Um, Doesn't even play as a striker really either, does he? Like, and the goals he scores, I mean, he's not like a penalty taker. He just scores great goals. So, I don't know. Is, is, yeah, is, is he, he going up good? another level or is this just like his yeah. level and he's that good? Because like, he's yeah, already he, at such a high level. Can he... Can he get if he was to go a little bit higher, he's genuinely like almost Ronaldo and Messi level. Well, that's the point, is like if he was scoring these goals in a different league, do you think we'd be talking about him in that discussion? I think so. Because Maybe not for overall, but for but yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like he's he's twenty two. He's like I'm pretty sure he's like a week older than me. <laughs> but uh, you know, to be scoring a goal a game for the last three seasons um, if he was doing that in the Prem, um, or oh, like, the, yeah, yeah, Salah did it for one season basically, and he was, you know, like everyone was talking about Salah, but no one really talks about Mbappe. Like, I'm not saying no one does, but like, you don't hear him being talked about or seen him being talked about on Facebook pages or anything. It's all about yeah. the Premier League and the for La me, Liga and stuff. Yeah, and I've said this, I think I've said this on the pod, but for me at the moment, he's the fourth, fourth best player in the world. Um, I'd still have De Bruyne third. Yeah, I had him third, but yeah. Uh, Sorry, I think... Uh, but it, you know, like for someone who we think is like, you know, you take away Messi and Ronaldo, he's almost the best player in the world. And yeah, we really don't talk about him that much, hey? No, we don't. It's um, Yeah, I think it is just because of the league and like a lot of people, um, you know, call it the Farmers League and all that. So it probably just doesn't get the the recognition it deserves, but he was great in the Champions League and, you know, people were talking about him, especially like when there was that, you know, 10 days in, in Lisbon or whatever, um, the quarterfinals, semifinals and final, he was pretty important for them there. So he's a great player. And he gets, he gets recognition on the national stage as well. Yeah, he's France's, um, one of France's best players. But yeah, he is a fantastic yeah. player. Yeah. Um, also, Ben Yedda doing well. Memphis Depay never moved to Barca. We thought he was going to, but um, 
he's got uh, five goals, so he's um, he's doing well as well. Um, do you want to start um, running through some of the other leagues around Europe, Nick? Any any of those, any of the other leagues taking your fancy in in terms of the title races going on there? Well, I think um, although I'm not a massive Scottish Premier League fan, I think the Scottish Premier League this season has been very interesting. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard being my, my most favourite player of all time. Um, most favourite. My, my favourite player of all time. Nice. Um, he, He's doing a great job. He is doing a great job this season. Um, I don't know. Not just in the lost league, the but in Europe as well. Yeah, they haven't lost a game this season, have they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got like I think it's sort of the same with them. Like, are they gonna? Are they going to to maintain it for the whole season? Eleven points is a big lead. Two games in hand for Celtic, but yeah, look, he he's built this over a couple of years, um, and and it it also should be said, Celtic are not in a good place. Um, no, I wouldn't be surprised if Neil Lennon is out the door before Christmas. Um, he has brought back in Tom Rogic, which has changed a little bit. But, um, yeah, look, J- James Tavernier, um, the, the Rangers right the, the right back, um, I think he's got nine goals. He's the top scorer in the league. Um, so, <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, Rangers, Rangers doing well. Um, Ajax leading the Eredivisie. Um, no real surprise there. Maybe a little bit of a surprise with the players they've lost. Um, fine or doing well, Stevie Berghaus, nine goals. Um, probably should touch on the fact that Ajax won a football game 13 nil. Yeah, crazy. Um, the fact that that scoreline can even happen, um, I'm not sure if that's what that says. In a major that, European league as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if that says something about Ajax or something about the Dutch league, but I don't know. Um, sporting actually winning the um, Premier League in, in Portugal. Very um, surprising after losing um, Fernandez last season. Yep, um, and Porto not doing overly well, um, and neither are well. Benfica are coming third. I tip them to be doing slightly better. Uh, Club Bruges um, leading Genk in the Belgian first division. Um, Kevin Musket's foray into managing in Europe doesn't seem to be going overly well. Did you expect him to be able to cut it in Europe? I don't know. Was it at the start of his tenure there where he was actually doing quite well? Well, he was originally, saw... yeah, because he he was with the, the team last season, but because he didn't have his licenses, he couldn't be, he wasn't officially the officially, coach. Officially, yeah, okay. Um, obviously a great manager in the A-League. Whether A-League to, to Belgium is a, a big step up, yeah, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's, not, it's not the biggest league in Europe, but a lot of great talent come out of comes out of the Belgian league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Siska, um, Moscow, um, leading Zenit in the Russian premier league, Artem Zuba top scorer there. Uh, your boys, Olympiakos, um, on yeah. top of the Greek super league, not big surprises there, but, uh, an Australian, um, just picked up player of the month. Want yeah. Jimmy Jagger. Yeah, Jimmy Jago, who obviously spent a little bit of time at the victory and at Adelaide United, um, playing for Aris Thessaloniki. Who are second. Um, yeah, they are second, which is a surprise because usually um, they're sort of in the shadow of bulk. 
the other big yeah. team in Thessaloniki. I actually yeah. watched a, a Copper 90 video about Artis Thessaloniki and Balk the other day. It was actually very, very, very good. So I recommend that to you and anyone that's still listening. Um, but yeah, they, they're doing really well. Um, I think they, they might have fans in the stadiums or, or something along those lines. Cause I don't well, think it wouldn't really... surprise me. I think that was one of the first holiday destinations back open. Um, but, yeah, it was. Uh, are you still confident your boys are going to be able to take it home? I think so. They've, they obviously have Valbuena that they've got Ruben Vinagre who went to Wolves, but then now is on loan there. They got Rafinha. Ruben Tomato. Ruben Tomato, Holobus, Maddie Camera, who was literally linked to Liverpool a couple of weeks ago because of how much, how many defensive issues we have. Um, yeah. They got Jose Sars, the goalkeeper, who was Porto's keeper only two seasons ago. So I think they'll be too strong in the end, but I, I love seeing teams like Aris Thessaloniki yeah. um, go well because I played for their, like, not feeder club, but like their club here in South Springvale Artis a couple of seasons ago. So it's good to see them doing well. Good. Um, and it's good and to see Jago doing well. It is. It's great to see an Australian do well. Um, Player of the month is a big award to pick up in any league. Um, yeah. And yeah, Fenerbahce on top of the Turkish Super League. Um, so there we have it. Uh, continental wrap up. Um, I also did want to say, obviously not a, a, a top division, but we did mention last week, I think, that um, I think we, we said Blackburn were doing really well in the championship. Uh, I fact-checked that, and they are like 14th. So <laughs> I think we need to take that back. It's Reading that are doing quite well in the championship. Reading. Reading, um, there you go. So we might be seeing them in the Premier League next season. Um, and, yeah, Bournemouth, um, and um, Watford doing doing well in the championship. Um, awesome. Continental wrap-up done. Um, a lot of very, very interesting title races. Um, what is the one league you are seriously excited about in the next month that's not the Premier League? Next month. I'm going to say the Italian league, the Serie A. I would love to see Milan, you know, continue their good form. Um because, yeah, they, they ha- they've been put back on the map in the last six or 12 months, and it's been good to see. So hopefully they can continue. What about you? Um, I think I, I, I am enjoying seeing Atletico do well in La Liga, so I'll be watching that, um, and I'll be keeping an eye on the Scottish Premier League to see if Celtic can claw back that lead that Rangers have on them. But um, in any case, there is just lots of football to watch, and... Um, that's always coming a good towards, thing. <laughs> coming towards the end of the year in summer in Australia, it's a great time to be a football fan. Uh, so, um, And we're only about a month away from getting our own Australian football back. So that's also very, very exciting. Can't um, wait. All righty. Nico, been a pleasure. Um, hopefully Milan and Olympiacos and Liverpool can keep doing well. And Let's I'll, hope so. Uh, I'll um, yeah, be keeping an eye on, on Milan and Zlatan. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, next week we have an interview for the first time in a while. Um, so hope you are looking forward to that and yeah, enjoy the summer of football, everyone. Thanks for listening guys.